Welcome to Base Liberty, your source for politics. The government is way too big, way too intrusive, we are overtaxed. History. The right to self-defense is a natural, God-given right. The founders clearly understood this. Economics. We can't just keep printing off money, we can't just keep borrowing money. If you think this path is sustainable, then I've got a bridge in Brooklyn to sell you. And more. From a Liberty perspective. I've got to disagree with you there. The income tax is clearly immoral because it assumes you don't own the fruit of your labor, the government. With your host, Darren Wisely. Deregulation and decentralization are the answers if we're ever going to get this thing back on track. We need to look to families, churches, and charities, not the state. What's going on? Welcome to Base Liberty, episode 12. Darren Wisely here. Today is Monday, September 14th, 2020. And one quick housekeeping thing, I did have an article published over the weekend about Hamilton. Uh, check that out at my website, choosewisely.org, if you'd like to read it. Uh, it recaps a lot of what we talked about in our last episode. And if you haven't checked out that episode, make sure to. A lot of great information there. Everything I've written, all my videos, all my podcasts can be checked out at choosewisely. That's W-I-S-E-L-E-Y, choosewisely.org. Okay, so today we're talking about cuties, not the tangerines, the Netflix show that has received a lot of outrage, rightfully so, because it sexually exploits um, young girls, 10, 11-year-old girls in very sexually provocative poses, and it's really sad that our culture has come to this, but I wanted to look at this from a different angle of... You have to think about someone decided to make this series and someone on Netflix said, yeah, this is a good idea to put up on our show. Well, why? Well, I think a lot of that, the reason no one could question it in this process was because of the way politically correctness is so prevalent in our society. Political correctness is this notion you can't offend anyone, you can't say anything insensitive, you can't hurt anyone's feelings, because feelings are just the most important thing on earth. This movement really took a strong foothold in the 1990s. It's really pushed by the left. You can't say anything about minorities. So it could be a minority race, minority religions like Muslims, or, you know, gays, um, if someone's in a minority group like this, you just can't even question them because that would not be politically correct. Now, I will say there is what I call conservative PC, too. That's not talked about very much, but the real militant Orwellian PC that I'm going to get into is pushed by the hard left. Kat Timpf had an article in National Review uh, talking about some of the most absurd PC moments of the last few years. Clemson University, it was called culturally insensitive to require students to be on time. At another university, uh, researchers said that the school needed to be on the lookout for anti-vampire discrimination. That's right. The university needed to make sure that if Count Dracula showed up, they got his identity as a vampire correct. A Seattle councilman thought it was a bad idea to hose off sidewalks covered in poop that smelled and were disgusting because he thought it was insensitive due to the way hoses were used in the civil rights movement in the 1960s. Not sure how his mind even went there, but that was a concern of his. And Seattle also 
referred to Easter eggs as spring spheres. We all know Seattle is just a wonderful place to live, especially right now. Lord's Trinity University, an email was sent out saying that capital letters should not be used because they could scare students. At Pitzer College, hooped earrings worn by white women were considered cultural appropriation to black and brown women. Another example of cultural appropriation apparently is skinny eyebrows, which are offensive to Latina women. Now note that in the 2010s, Thick eyebrows will consider cultural appropriation. So I'm not really sure. Make sure your eyebrows are medium if you want to play it safe. At Evergreen State, students wanted professors to make sure when they graded exams to take the feelings into account. So you can see this is just madness. This PC culture, everything is offensive. Everything is hurtful. Everything is out to get you. Some other Great examples that I've seen. Uh, I've seen Spongebob called racist. I remember the old fiasco with those Peloton bikes, uh, those really expensive exercise bikes that were on those commercials, and people always rode them in glass uh, penthouse apartments for whatever reason. Uh, those are sexist. We've seen diversity training become super prevalent in corporate settings. Comedy has really taken a hit. How many comedians over the past several years have been canceled? Because something they say is offensive. Well, newsflash. Comedy, by definition, is offensive. Now, I'm not saying for something to be funny, it automatically has to be, you know, obscene. Everyone has different levels of what they can tolerate. But for something to be funny, it has to have a little bit of a shock factor. And different people are going to find different things funny, different styles of humor. I mean, that's part of living in a free society. We're going to have different tastes. But this idea that if someone says a joke that one person doesn't like, then their career is over, it's awful. People on the left are militant, they're humorless, they're just are so unhappy. You know, I feel sorry for them on some level because they must just have such a joyless life. But on the other hand, I feel less sorry when they're trying to take the joy away from the rest of us. Also, in my own experience, um, I really saw this affect my life when I went into law school. Now, before that, obviously the PC culture, because it's infiltrated, you know, the way we talk about, like I said earlier, minority groups, things like that, of course had been, uh, you know, kind of commonplace and socially accepted, you know, whether I knew it or not, because it had just been so ingrained in the culture. But where it really shocked me was, again, when I went to law school and I went to IU, which is a big state school, everyone is dealing with this at big state schools. It's just continuously getting worse. But I think in the last five years is when this has just gotten ridiculous. You know, the examples I cited just a second ago from the Cat Timph article, those are all in the last, you know, 2017, 18, and, and up to now. And that's when it's, it's just gotten absurd where people are just... Um, such snowflakes. So, you know, I go into law school. I'm I'm starry-eyed. I'm excited to be there. I've mentioned this experience, but, you know, orientation week, I call it indoctrination week because that's when the full-on cultural Marxism was coming out, the PC culture, and I had no idea what I was in for because I, you know, I had just gone through undergrad, put my head down, worked full-time to get my way through, and I just was kind of oblivious and I was really ignorant of all, all everything that was going on because I just, you know, I was pretty apolitical. 
at that time, but this is when these views started shaping because I said, something's off here. So from day one, they have a speaker come in, talking about a word I'd never heard in my life. I was so confused, microaggressions. That's right, microaggressions. It's an aggression, but it's micro. So that person doesn't know you did it, and you don't know you did it either. And that's why a microaggression is so scary. Yeah, and also they talked about implicit bias. So implicit bias is when you have a bias, but you don't know it. It's implicit. They had us do an implicit bias test. Now, this test, you had to go home doing your own time, so that annoyed me right there. Not only are they pushing their stupid agenda on me, they're making me uh, commit to it on my own time. So this test, there would be different faces, basically a white person and a person of color's face. And there was a button for good and a button for bad, and how quickly you responded determined if you had an implicit bias or not. And it was pretty easy to see what they were doing, even though, and, and keep in mind, I had no knowledge of any of this stuff. I was so clueless to this whole agenda and so caught off guard by it, but I still could figure out what was going on just from those you know few days of it. So I go to take this test, and I said, you know what, I'll, I'll show how stupid this is. So I made my result that I was 100% biased against white people and 100% in favor of persons of color. Just to prove my point, I'm racist towards whites. I guess you, you can't have anything against me now. That's exactly what you want me to be, isn't you, stupid leftists? You can tell I really think I showed them. It's just dumb stuff. One of the days, I, I can't remember when it was, but they passed out this email. They're having a day without men. And this is when only women were supposed to show up to class. That's right, class that, that we paid for. The women wanted us to not go because we're, um, you know, the patriarchy or whatever. I didn't understand it, and I still don't. Oh, yeah, the emails. You know, you started seeing this, the whole transgender movement. Everybody's got a virtue signal. This is part of the PC culture. You have to show how woke you are. Putting at the bottom, she, her, at the bottom of an email, that means you identify as a she or her. You, you are, you know, that's your gender, not uh, them or they. I know, right? Those used to be plural words, but now that can be your gender. You can be an it. You can be whatever you want. <laughs> Some people took that a little too literally. The interesting thing about this movement is you see the left start to eat their own. And what I mean by that? Well, they had a pride day in Bloomington. Now, Bloomington is, for you Michigan people watching, it's a lot like Ann Arbor. Super liberal, super radical left. College town. About the same size, about the same political persuasion. And I know people think Indiana, they think red state, they think very conservative. In general, yeah, Indiana's like that. But I always call Bloomington their liberal mecca. And that's where all the leftists work. Because you have the college professors, you have the university setting, and the town that basically all it is is a college town, but for a big state university. That's where uh, you see a ton of just crazy leftists. So they had their... Uh, pride ceremony well on facebook i saw someone who 
I don't know what you call their gender identity, but it's not male or female. It's unsure. You know, it'd be one of those other, you know, 69 genders. Complain, well, you know what I didn't like about this LGBTQ plus XYZ parade? There were too many gay men. Those gay men. I tell you what, there were not enough transgenders. There were not enough, you know, unsures or... You know, I'm not I'm not really good at all the different names, so sorry I'm not being PZ right now, but so they start eating their own. So there's this war, and I I've seen it even since then. I wasn't really aware of the war <laughs> the war until I saw this post, but it is true because gay men, lesbians, bisexuals feel that basically the transgenders have stolen all their thunder because um traditional homo <laughs> Traditional homosexuals, I know it's, but, you know, homosexuals have become more accepted by culture, whereas transgenders are still not so much, and they're more than a sexual orientation, if you will. So they kind of feel like, now we're not getting any attention for our cause. And again, transgenderism contradicts the feminist movement. I haven't talked much about that other than the patriarchy. Those evil men. Because again, the transgender movement is contradictory to feminism. Because if gender is a social construct, as the leftists love to preach, then feminism is nothing. So you can't have it both ways. No pun intended. You can't do that. So either gender is a social construct and there's no such thing as a feminist movement or you can have your feminist movement and realize gender is real. You can't just wake up and choose your gender. And even, I don't want to get too into this, you know, philosophy or psychology or whatever you want to call it, but even so, if someone's transgender, they're still changing what gender they are. So they're still acknowledging that certain gender gender roles, as they like to call them, exist. When this got all sexual, the peace, the politically correct culture, it went from annoying, we have to watch what words we use, we can't offend anyone, to just weird, to creepy. To like, whoa, I got, you want me to accept this stuff that I find morally reprehensible. Let me give you an example. Bloomington, as I said, bunch of crazy leftists i still remember my shock hearing this i didn't believe it when i heard it but it's true and i know it's going on at other places too i've seen stories since you've probably heard enough stories where this isn't going to shock you but it really shocked me at the time bloomington public library had uh their public elementary school you know fifth graders down there for wait for it Drag Queen Story Hour. Drag Queen Story Hour. My jaw dropped to the floor. You're having kids introduced to drag queens at your public library. This is when it's gotten creepy and weird and just uh, repugnant. You're sexualizing children. And you're indoctrinating them. Now, we knew public schools indoctrinated children. But they don't even, they're not even hiding the ball anymore. If I was a parent, and that happened to my kid, well, 
I'd yank him out of the school, no question, but someone would have to hold me back because I'd I'd probably be facing assault charges for whoever thought up that grand idea. Drag queen story hour for elementary school children. Who thought that was a good idea? That's PC. You can't question it. Well, that's okay. Kids need to hear uh, that they can be anything they want, even if they want to be a drag queen. There's an aspiration. <laughs> you want to land? You want to be an astronaut? No, I want to be a drag queen. Okay. And that's why you got Trump. People were sick of political correctness. And that was very clear in the 2016 election. Republicans are PC too. The Romneys, the Bushes, all the neocons. And and I'll touch on that. But Trump said, screw being PC. I'm just going to say it how it is. And people were so hungry for that. Just tell us what it is. Say it how it is. We want to hear the truth. More recent phenomenon is sports, the transgender movement. There's a push for men, biological men, excuse me, to be able to compete in women's sports. You've seen it in certain states. There's been different legal action. Look, men competing in women's sports is going to end women's sports. Men are biologically superior in terms of athleticism. Now that's not PC. I couldn't imagine saying that on a public university. I mean, you'd probably be stoned. But it's true. You look at the bone structure. You look at physical strength. Even things like lung capacity for, you know, running. Uh, it's just the truth. Men and women are different. And I'm not afraid to say it. And neither should you be. That's the thing. You can't question it. You can't say that men are stronger than women. Well, you must be part of the patriarch. I think that men are stronger than women because I secretly want women to stay in the kitchen all day long. <laughs> now, there's outliers. I mean, I'm not going to beat any of the Williams sisters in tennis. But if you took a men's, a good men's high school basketball team, they would kill the WNBA teams. Men are genetically superior when it comes to size, strength, on average. There's, there's exceptions. There's women who are stronger than the average men, faster, better athletes, but that's the exception, not the norm. And the fact that I'm even explaining this shows how much our society has gone down the tubes. I mean, people just used to know these things. It used to be common sense, but now it's like, man, this is edgy. He thinks like men might have more muscles or something. Now, a great example of this is, you may have heard of Zuby. He's a British rapper. He's born in Saudi Arabia. Real interesting story. He's really jacked. He works out a lot. He's got, I think he's got some fitness books and stuff, too. Just because of all how this cultural stuff was getting crazy, he looked up what the women's deadlift record in the UK was. It was five whatever. And he said, okay, before this one rep, I identify as a woman, and he just very easily, it wasn't even his max, you know, did the 545, whatever it was, and he said, okay, now I identify as a man, but obviously the point he's making is, this is all you have to do to identify as the other gender for sports, and he just broke it, and that video went viral, I'm sure it's still up if you want to look it up, 
and he gained all kinds of followers and he's pretty well known now but in you can look him up on twitter he's got a ton of followers there and he he's really good on a lot of the culturally stuff so so check him out if you want just really called into question this stupid pc narrative that everyone is equal everyone's the same no no we're not we all have different gifts talents some people are better than others at other things and this egalitarian notion if it continues is just going to destroy our society but this sexual creepy pc just gets worse recently there's been a push to accept pedophilia and pedophiles under this movement identify as maps that's right maps and m-a-p-s minor attracted person i can't remember what that stands for at the top of my head minor attracted persons it's a sexual orientation this is legitimate so they say and that's where the political correctness is taking us because we have come so far to just having to accept whatever we're fed a lot of us say no this is crazy when we hear that men can be women women can be men that men can compete in women's sports but so many of us are afraid to speak out and that's the problem is when they introduce it people don't speak out because they don't want to be shamed but then it becomes normal because it reaches that next generation and they grow up with it that's where this pedophilia movement's going it is sickening it is disgusting we and that is how you get cuties that is how this whole episode links together cuties is no one questioned it because they wanted to be politically correct we can't offend the pedophiles if children want to be sexual they can be sexual oh yeah i'm sure they just did it on their own like no one planted that idea in their mind or anything and i've already seen articles well calling cuties pedophilia is just a right-wing conspiracy <laughs> those crazy right-wingers don't want 10 year olds being sexualized you know what if that's a right-wing conspiracy i sure as hell would not want to be left-wing sexualizing children should not be a political issue political correctness is thought control it's used as a weapon to control speech you label someone a nazi a misogynist homophobe transophobe you get the picture and it instantly silences them people on the right have taken it for way too long it's orwellian newspeak you have to talk in this certain way that we say the pc gods whoever makes the pc rules but the problem is the landscape's always shifting so you never know what you can say you never can have a real conversation because you never know what's going to be off limits and that is how they keep their power a lot of the neocons because their ideology stems from the left are just as pc the trump phenomenon is because republicans finally got a leader to step forward and say i'm not going to be pc i'm going to say how it is when the whole nick sandman thing came down and here's an example of the media bias and he got all kinds of money and i'm so happy because cnn is fake news which is also not a pc thing to say but you you saw some quote conservative commentators say well you know nick sandman uh shouldn't have said that or he shouldn't do it without getting all the facts and the facts completely absolve nick sandman but it's like they're kind of buying into this narrative that okay you know uh white male kid is 
and you know you have a Native American guy, and yeah, it's it's the it's probably the white kid. It's like the burden of proof is on Sandman because he's a white kid. Well, how about instead of worrying about race and optics and political correctness, you look at the facts. A lot on the right are guilty of giving in. Now, now when it starts getting into this pedophilia, there's people wanting to pump the brakes. But you know what? If you would have pumped the brakes a long time ago, we wouldn't have been here. The First Amendment guarantees the freedom of speech. As Judge Knapp says, what's the most important part of that? The. Why? Because the founders understood that freedom of speech was a natural, a God-given right. No one has the right to tell you what to say, what to think. So don't give in. I'm not. Screw the mob. Screw the politically correct culture. Because if we can't speak the truth, and that's what political correctness is, it is eradication of objective truth. The freedom of speech pre-exists government, and the only way we can combat the corruption, the evils in our society, is speaking out against it. Men shouldn't compete in women's sports. Pedophilia is not okay. It's not a sexual orientation. Drag queen story hour is creepy. And all this microaggression, implicit bias is just dumb. And look where almost all the examples I use, what are they? Public universities. They want all kinds of crazy money to teach kids this stupid stuff. Not only is it dumb, but it's not even real. Indoctrination stations. Stay strong. Speak the truth. Never bend the knee to the mob. That's what we're doing on Base Liberty. We cut through myths and propaganda. Hope you enjoyed the episode. Fight the PC culture. Enough is enough. We got to stand together. Take care. Have a great week.